We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 44 months into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams for Tech Tuesday. How you doing, Bruce? I'm healthy and alive. Doing well. I'm glad to hear it. Got some good news. We're going to be going into the peak of our solar activity next year, and then we're we're done for a while, uh, about a decade, supposedly. Uh, Earth will be bombarded by intense solar storms next year. Scientists predict we'll reach a solar maximum in 2024 with flares strong enough to cripple the world's internet for weeks. Well, that's good because we need to get rid of that hate speech. Yeah, I, I doubt that it's going to cripple. So there, there is a caveat. We go through this every 10 years or so. We go through minimum maximum cycles. This is not a new thing. It happens every single generation. The caveat, though, is uh, do you remember the, the um, poles were shifting? Um, they they yes. had the weakening of yes. the magnetic field a little bit and those. So that could cause a problem. I mean, it could be uh, that um, it, this year might actually be a problem for once. We rarely have any issues um, with, I mean, you'll have like telecommunications and stuff like satellite communication. Uh, that'll be affected, but not usually things on the ground. Not usually. Because of the weakening of the magnetic field, uh, maybe? I, I I don't know. It's still a... It could, and it may not. I mean, I'm, I don't expect things to really change all that much, personally. No. I remember about 10 years ago, we got a hit with a, uh, a solar storm, and it knocked out my router and my, my cable modem and my, and my phone, my, my home phone, my cordless phone. It was fried. Now, there were other things that were not fried. The television, for example, was fine. As a matter of fact, I still have the TV. It's it's on a stand behind me. All of my appliances were fine. There was nothing wrong with them. But the cable line and the phone lines were shot. So I, and it was just one of those where I just, you know, just the middle of the afternoon and all of a sudden everything just went. They didn't completely die, but the lights and everything were going all crazy on them. And you could tell that something had happened. And it happened to everybody in the same apartment building that I was living in at the time. So these things do happen. But it's it's strange how it's selective. It's not a it's not a knockout of an entire thing. 
it'll just be select things unless you get a really which strong one like a like a Carrington event or something that we had back in the 1800s where which at that time it was it was completely different you had you had operators i remember reading about it you had operators that were working on the telegraph lines that actually had their hands burned because mm-hmm. they were just near it uh, well and those lines back in the day were not shielded like they are today right. i mean there's right. there's a lot more uh you know safety measures in place but all that to say i i would assume that um the now this is this is an educated guess uh, i don't know for sure but i would assume the reason it's it's missing some and hitting others if you will kind of similar to like uh tornadoes they hit some and miss others it's um because it travels in waves um you know uh, kind of like um uh, think of it like a water ripple uh, or or to that effect uh, it might uh, be at the uh, peak or the bottom of it and it it'll do something but if you're kind of in the middle you won't really notice and most times um, here, especially actually all the places I've lived, uh, we've never seen any kind of solar uh, flare kick something off or we've we've had lightning strike our house and kill some electronics. Um, that's it. We, we've never seen an actual solar event. Uh, so, um, you, you know, as, as you said, it's it hits some, not others to to have a, a a major solar event like that, which the 1800s, I'd have to look at it again, but every so often we have uh, polar shifts and I don't remember exactly how often they happen. Um, it, it, it's possible they could have been in a polar shift at the same time, but then again, it, it could be nothing. There, there may not be anything. There could be a bunch of solar flares that the, the sun kicks off and none of them are facing us. None of them do anything here. You know, uh, we, we only face one side of the sun. That's true. Yeah. Uh, But nonetheless, I still recommend and I have recommended these things in the past. I would recommend some things for your small electronics just to be on the safe side. I would recommend uh, Faraday bags. You can pick those up on Amazon. I think you can get them for around 15 to to $20 uh, for decent ones. I I prefer the brand Mission Darkness. That's my own personal preference. They are built to military grade standards, uh, military and law enforcement standards, and that is the industry standard that they build to. So I recommend some of those. I also recommend a Faraday cage of some kind. I built one last year, I think, during COVID or uh, two years ago, and I keep all of my essentials in there. So I keep uh, emergency communication in there. I keep a small solar panel in there. I keep a battery bank in there. I keep uh, some flashlights, uh, rechargeables, and and things like that in there just in case. And you can call that paranoid or whatever, but uh, you don't know. This This time, this day and age... I don't call that paranoid at all because we're not just talking about, and I'm not going to get political, but we're not just talking about solar events. We also have Chinese balloons that we need to be concerned about Mm. that can cause an EMP detonation about 40 miles or 50 miles above where you're sitting. That will cause the same type of an effect, and that will wipe out everything in a nanosecond. When I say a nanosecond, I literally mean a nanosecond, as in we are 200 years in the past. Yep. Uh, So at that point, though, it might... Depending on what you're protecting, it, it may not be useful. Like, That's true. That is so true. you need to, if you're using satellite, it's probably fine. Uh, it yeah. probably won't make it outside of the magnetic field uh, the reverse way. Um, and uh, if you're using, I mean, if you have like shortwave radio or something like that in there as well, that'll be fine. That'll be fine. Uh, obviously, because yeah. It, yeah. Uh, it bounces but off if you're, it, Yeah. If you're using uh, like a smartphone or something like that, Oh, that's kind true. of out of luck at that yeah, point. You're, you're screwed. That's a paperweight. Yeah. Unless, yeah. 
unless you can save a smartphone that will have where you can still access the GPS chips. And that's the only way. Yeah. That, yeah. If you're using it as like a GPS, then yeah, that that's true. Um, but I would if, recommend if the, having a GPS in your, your Faraday box or bag or whatever, just in case anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or learn how to read a paper map because that's what you're going to be using. It's not that difficult, by the way. Just no, it's not. It, no. Top of the map that's is a, north. That's a good, that's a good thing. All right. Um, I saw a couple of articles that I thought were of interest. So I want to get into some of this stuff. This one was how to scan your documents to PDFs using Google Drive. You know what? I don't like Google. I don't use them. I don't care about that. So I'm not going to tell you how to use Google Drive to do that. What I am going to tell you how to do is how to use Adobe to do that. We've gone through some of these scanning apps because of what we've been doing around here with a lot of these research things. So we've been having to scan documents that we run across or whatever for and, and turn them into digital things so we can archive them and examine them in, in greater detail uh, and, and carry them with us because you don't want to take a stack of documents around with you somewhere. You want to be able to scan like 10 or 15 of them, uh, if you, especially if you don't own them or you don't uh, have a regular access to them. You go somewhere, you scan them, and then you take them with you. So that is uh, that is helpful. I recommend- You don't carry a briefcase with you anymore? With no, I certainly, and, uh... no, I certainly do not, no. I started using uh, an app. There's is a free app out there called Genius Scan. It was something that was recommended to me. I believe it was Melissa that recommended it to me, and it was it was great. I started to use it, and and I found that it was really helpful. But then Bruce comes along and says, "Hey, um, there's an Adobe scan that you should try." And I created an Adobe account to go with that, and that thing has been an absolute lifesaver. It has the ability to scan books. It has the ability to scan documents. It has the ability to scan identifications, whether that's your you know, driver's license or national ID or passport or whatever, and other things, many other things. And it automatically adjusts to you being able to scan these things. And on top of that, it goes right up into your Adobe cloud space, and you can send it out in an email directly after you scan it, and it scans it in order. It compiles everything in one PDF document, and it's it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. It optimizes everything. It cuts out all the edges automatically using their little algorithms or whatever it is they do, and it turns out to be absolutely perfect every single time. I've had to do a lot of document scanning, not for research purposes, but for business purposes in the last, I think, two or three months. And with that scan stand that I bought from Amazon for like 15 bucks or whatever it was, you put your smartphone up on top of this little clear plastic scan thing, and it's the perfect distance, and it grabs whatever's down there. And all you do is just pull the next page out, and the next page out, and the next page out. And before you know it, within, within like 30 seconds, you have an entire PDF document that's been compiled and in order, and you can send it out straight away. So I would recommend if you're looking to make PDF documents and you don't want to go the route of going out and buying a, a scanner because those things are just kind of outdated now, use your smartphone, get Adobe Scan. It's free in the App Store or the Play Store or whatever. Make yourself a free Adobe account and get to scan and, and use it that way. It saves you so much time and effort. Yeah. Agreed. Um, we already use Adobe for a lot of the things that we do anyway. So, you know, it just kind of made sense to to try it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it works works flawlessly. And I will never use anything else, at least not in the uh, in the short term uh, or in the, even the long term. Uh, Bruce, did you know that Netflix is doing games now? I didn't know this. And you said that apparently they've been doing this for a long time. I had never even heard of this. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know if they've been doing it for a long time or if it was just in talks uh, for a while and just officially because I was I was getting conflicting articles. Some articles were saying that it was written back in like 2021 that they were talking about or they had it released or something like that. It may have been in a, like a really closed beta, uh, but then they did a closed beta in like the UK and Canada um, in August of this year. So uh, I, I don't think it's officially been out yet, but. Um, it's definitely been talked about since 2021 and I knew nothing of it. Um, now I, I'm not a huge fan of the idea of streaming games personally. Um, it, I, I would rather own the game myself or either physical or digital copy, whichever, whichever, and, you know, run it on my system. But if you're someone that you can't afford like a high-end PC to run some of the newer games, it makes sense for you to you know, pay whatever the the cost is a month uh, to play those games. And it's ran on their systems and then streamed to you. Um, oh, okay. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of gamers. You're There's the console gamers. There's the PC gamers. Um, I just, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Um, that, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. Says here that this is a, um, this is exclusively on mobile via a Netflix uh, subscription. So you can only do mobile games. It's not it's not like a thing where you can do it on your TV. Or well, there's the three of the three. They're launching with three of the uh, GTA games. And the one the, the ones they were showing were those like, are old. Those are very old. Yeah, but it's it's the it's the ones that aren't like top down. You know, it's uh, GTA three was the one that did the first third person, you know, first person model. Uh, it's that one forward, I think. What was it? Liberty City or something like that? I think it was the first one. Uh, I think anyway. so. Yeah. Yeah. Or Vice City. Whatever. No, Vice City was yeah. later. And then yeah, um, I think. something I well, Los Santos or Ballad of something. Yeah. I don't I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's that's what they're doing. I didn't even know Netflix was doing a gaming service. I That's a new one on me. Not sure. I, I don't keep up with those kind of gaming services, no, like I said, but I don't either. I, no. I'm I'm glad it's an option for people to use. Uh, if if gaming is your thing um, and you can get like this cloud based system like that and, and save money, you know, more, more power to you. I just I hate I hate the direction. I, I don't like the idea of not owning it. I just don't like the idea of not owning it. Bruce, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. That's the way it is. That's my problem. That is, that is the way that it is. Echo frames. Amazon's Echo frames are out now. You know these glasses? We talked about these a while back. Do you remember? I do, yeah. Yeah. They are going to skip the visual augmented reality feature. They've cut that. Uh, that will not be there. But the um, other smart glass features are going to be there or whatever it is that they're doing. Uh, it will come with Alexa voice assistant built in. Uh, the new Echo frames are going to offer uh, a bigger battery life, right? But they, again, you know, they've cut a lot of the main features, uh, which now lasts a total of six hours on a full charge. Newly designed set of speakers also delivers up to three times more bass than the second generation of Echo frames. And there's a tiny microphone built into each of the Echo frames so that it can pick up the user's voice. And according to Amazon, it's not designed to pick up anybody's voice that's passing by. It's just sure. designed to pick up your voice, just like that one in your, sure. your living room is not listening to you. It's not listening to you. They say it's not. So you should trust yeah, it. It's definitely not. You can't actually go into your account and look at what it's recorded. No, I mean, it doesn't no. do that. No. It's not there. No, it doesn't exist. And you should not go in no. there and look at it because they say that you, you, it's not in there. So you shouldn't go in there and yeah. look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can also summon playlists with your echo frames, turn on your Alexa enabled smart lights, 
and turn them off, play podcasts like ours, and call your mom or just do whatever you want, I suppose. Uh, these frames are going to cost you $269.99 US dollars. That's the introductory price promotion that they're saying. And they will add another $75 discount for early birds who pre-order the prescription-ready version. So if you get your, your prescription, then you'll be fine. Blue light blocking echo frames also have a smaller discount, while a pair of sunglasses are full price. On top of that, Amazon's collaboration with Carrera brand... Uh, has the third generation of Carrera Echo Frame sunglasses for $389, but only $314 if you pre-order them. Isn't that a good deal? $314 for mm. glasses that listen to you, but don't listen to anyone else around you. Yeah. Uh, why do I need this exactly? Well, Bruce, you just do. You just do. It's for your convenience. Mm. You see that? Do I need to go back over those features again of everything that you can do? You can... Communicate with your Alexa device, which you don't have. You can summon playlists off of your Echo Frames, which you don't have any playlists because you don't have any of that stuff. You can turn on your Alexa-enabled smart lights on or off, which you don't have. You can play podcasts through your Alexa device, which you don't listen to through that. Um, and you can call your mom through that, but you don't have a, an Alexa device to be able to link that with to be able to do mm -hmm. that. So, no, I, I can't tell you why you need them. No, I, I can't do uh, that. Yeah, it's just a short trip to go talk to my mom, actually. I don't really need to call. But um, no, I was more, honestly, augmented reality glasses, I was more interested in that because, as an example, you're using your smart device, whatever it is, you know, and you're texting or you're trying to catch up on reading or stuff. Like, like for example, uh, the stuff we're doing here, yeah, and, and staying on top of things. It would have been more convenient to kick back in a recliner or something like that and read from the glasses uh, on the screen yes. in your glasses what's yes. going on than holding up a device and uh, you could lounge and, and read it at your leisure. I would Listen rather read a book. At the same time. Yeah, I would rather read, read a book, book yeah. with the with the glasses on and it scrolling in front of me. I would rather do that. Yes. Yeah, that that would be that was something I was more interested in than whatever this is. <laughs> I mean, this just looks like this is, a. Th this is like this is like a Bluetooth headset, but with glasses. That's what this is. Yeah. So now instead of being the asshat with the headset on, and you know you you, you hear him talking to the in the stall next to you in the bathroom, you know on the phone, you know, and there's always that one like guy that. in there. Yeah. It's always that one guy. Uh, instead of that, now you're going to be the the nerd with the glasses that he, he talks back to you and all that. Uh, that listen, it's a spy it's a spy device like literally they're listening to everything you do and honestly they they look like the not a fan of the style not a fan of the style no i'm not what well, you you can get different styles i don't know did you catch that you can get different style let me go through some of these styles because these are these might maybe one of these will attract you who knows you get five styles you can get the blue round style you can get the black rectangle you can get black mm -hmm. square. You can get brown cat eye. Don't even want to hazard a guess as to what that might be. Mm -hmm. Or you can get gray rectangle. So if you mm -hmm. order the prescription ready blue light filtering versions, the idea is to bring them to your optician. So you once they mm -hmm. arrive, you can be outfitted with prescription lenses. But obviously that's that's not the case with all of the echo frame devices, but you know, not, not the sunglasses, but you can get those and, and those will be fine. Mm. So you got some options there. Yeah, no. Um, each one of those, which the article I have pulled up here actually has a little descriptor in parentheses, what they talk about. Um, they said it's uh, what they call the Superman style of glasses. Those are the, for the long, I don't know if he still does, but for the longest time, you were, uh, Drew Carey had the big ass yes. plastic. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think of these are. And I'm not a fan. 
not a, not a fan. Superman style. Okay, so if I go back and I do you remember the original Superman series from like back in the 50s? You remember that 50s mm. and 60s? Mm-hmm. The yeah. Clark Kent character back then. Mm. That's exactly what these are. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm just not I know style trends and everything are kind of going back to the whole uh, they they even have some of the 80s style glasses, the you know, the big uh, no, I, this I just, is not, I'm this interested. is not a, yeah, this is not a, a thing. It's speaking of that. I was actually talking to somebody the other day and, and their, their child wants some of these new Nike shoes or whatever they are. And I'm like, what even, they were naming them off to me. They were, they were like, um, uh, air force, some air force one shoes or something like that or, or whatever. And I'm looking at these, it, pull them up really quickly and see if you see exactly what I'm about to say. These are things that look like they belong in the 1980s. They, they do. Yeah. These these are 80s how style on earth shoes. Is this, they are. Yeah, how on earth is this happening? I don't know. The, this is interesting as well. The the whole this is partly because of video games, but the the, the aesthetic, the, the 1980s aesthetic, you know, they, they, you have dystopian games and whatnot playing with this aesthetic as well. I think I, like synthwave uh, stuff when I think of the yeah. 80s, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the, the, do, do you know how popular synthwave is and lo-fi and all? Like that's all '80s vibe music, uh, and it's just so common nowadays. It's so popular, and I I, I don't even really understand. Is it is it just like uh, trying to remember back to uh, easier times when, when things are a little bit more, you know, well less uh, crazy? I, I I don't know. They were a lot simpler times. I have to be honest. Back then, it was it was very simple. I mean, it was simple, but then you also remember the. You had the oil crisis in the 80s. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was actually, that was War. more than that. was before my time. But yeah, that was that was in the 70s. Yeah. But there was a gas yeah. shortage in the 80s. But yeah, it wasn't, mm. yeah, it wasn't quite that bad. But yeah, anyway. All right. Uh, Google is working on a new geothermal energy project. The first of its kind geothermal project is now up and running in Nevada, where it hopes to power Google's data centers with clean energy. I thought this was supposed to be bad. No, we can't use geothermal. We can't use any of that stuff because that's that's not good for the earth. We can't do that. Google's partnering mm. with a startup called Fervo, which has developed a new technology for harnessing geothermal power. Geothermal power is not a new thing, by the way. We've been using that for decades, but they refuse to go after it because there's no money in it. Since they're using different tactics than traditional geothermal plants, it is a relatively small project with a capacity to generate 3.5 megawatts. For context, one megawatt is enough to power is enough to meet the demand for roughly 750 homes. The project will feed electricity into the local grid that serves two of Google's data centers outside of Las Vegas and Reno. It's part of Google's plan to run to run on carbon pollution free electricity around the clock by guess what year, Bruce? Uh, either 2030 or 2050, one of those two. 2030. There's something about that year, 2030. Mm-hmm. I, I still haven't been able to figure out what's going on. There's something significant about that year somehow. I don't, I don't know. I, just, I can't quite put my finger on it. To reach that goal, it will have to get more sources of clean energy online. And it sees geothermal as a key part of the future of electricity mix that can fill in whatever wind and solar energy wane. Uh, wind and solar energy don't work. Okay. So I'm just going to throw that one out there, especially not for powerhouses like Google. You're not going to be able to use that energy for anything. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at video that they have on their website for, you know, the construction of this geothermal and everything. Yeah. It literally looks like an oil rig or, or something like it. It's not. Yes. It, it looks like look a derrick like in the middle of the, the yes. Nevada desert. Yeah. It, it definitely does not look green. I mean, they have wind turbines and stuff in the background that kind of makes it look like it's green, but 
uh, in the sense of you know that that it's aesthetics. Th- those things you know you know damn well it's just it's aesthetics. it's all aesthetics. It's all because they're taking photos and stuff uh, w- with those in the background. Uh, no, uh, but the idea of geothermal, uh, I'm interested. Yeah, let's. Um, I mean, we already have this giant nuclear reactor we call a planet. I mean, uh, the 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 whole heating and cooling process that goes on. Um, uh, the gravitational forces that cause friction and generate heat. I mean, yeah, we should be exploiting that, of, of course. So I'm I'm definitely interested to see where this project goes and um, yeah, the goods and bads of it. But I also would like to see endeavors in um, renewable uh, fusion and fission. And yes, fission is uh, somewhat renewable. You can use all the fizzle material and get it to where it's no longer radioactive and use up all the radioactive energy in it. Uh, but uh, apparently uh, Americans have been lied to over the years and told that, no, you can't do that. The radiation is dangerous. It's bad. We can only have these one type of nuclear reactors. And instead, there's tons of different types of nuclear reactors we can use to burn energy, uh, you know, remove the energy from the radioactive material, if you will. Um, you can kiss hydrogen it. goodbye. You can, if that's the case, you can kiss hydrogen goodbye because that right there, that would actually offset things. And I, I saw today... Rolls-Royce was working on a hydrogen-powered uh, supersonic jet. Gone. They axed the project this morning. It's done. Because it would actually work because and it would, it would actually give yeah. us, the average person, uh, the ability to travel like that a- a- across the planet for a reasonable price. Yes. Um, yeah. That's they, why they can't They have don't. It. Yeah, they, 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 they can't have that. All right. You got anything else? Which is... I, 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 yeah, I, I want to point out that that's just a crazy concept to me. I'm still stuck in the idea that companies value profit margins, and it, it just they don't anymore. It, it, it seems like it, it's there's there's shadowy people in the background that are pulling strings and saying, "No, you can't do that, company. If you want to continue existing in the new era, the new world we're creating, you cannot do that." And that's that's kind of what it feels like is going on here. We we, we should be exploring going into hydrogen. We're actually so much progress is being delayed. Yes, we're actually I'm going to I'm just going to take a stab in the dark here. I would say we're approaching 40 years of being behind. Yeah, we're we're approaching 40 years of of being behind on hydrogen technology. We should have done this over three decades ago. We were ready to move on it over three decades ago, but it was stopped. I mean, honestly, it should it should have progressed when we started the nuclear and it should have progressed yes. into hydrogen as well and then into yes. fusion. Yes, which is which is why I said because we started the the nuclear reaction around and the mass production of it around the 70s and we're still dealing with those reactors today and those reactors are getting old and they need to be updated or or new ones need to be brought online and we should have produced hydrogen masses amounts and we should have moved into that. But you know what? If we had done that, which is what we should have done. If we had done that, you would have no green revolution. There would be none of this wind and solar garbage that we're dealing with. Where we should have switched should have been right around the time, if you go back and you read Anatoly Galitsyn's book, New Lies for Old, where he says that one of the plans was for the Western countries to be put onto a track of costly, wasteful, and ineffective lines of research and development. That's when we should have changed, but we did not. We got put onto a dead-end path, and that's where we've been ever since. Yeah, and that's uh, well put. That's all I got. I will see you later in the week, my friends. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone, and have a great evening.